Our scripture is Matthew chapter 15, verses 10 through 28. Then he called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached him and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Then, just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came to him and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to him, to her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. These are our sacred stories. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not answer her at all. Jesus ignores this woman at first. But she won't give up. His disciples come to him saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. Jesus finally says, I was sent only for the house of I was sent only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Jesus is changed. 
Jesus's own sense of God's kingdom is challenged, stretched, and enhanced by his encounter with this fierce and faithful woman. Jesus started with ignoring, moved into rejection and name-calling, and then, then he opened himself to this other human, opened himself to a larger calling. We don't know this woman's name. Jesus names her Dog. The Gospel writer names her Canaanite. By the time of Jesus, people were no longer called Canaanites. This name was no longer on the map. The Gospel writer of Matthew chooses Canaanite on purpose. This moniker is an insult. It's used to identify her as other, as a culturally approved enemy, as one of a group not to be trusted. We're familiar, aren't we, with this kind of naming used by racists to denigrate entire groups of people. Jesus's prejudice is not of a moment. This is the prejudice of a lifetime, the prejudice of many generations, the prejudice of an entire culture, the kind that seeps into the bones, the kind that's there, whether we acknowledge it or not, the kind of prejudice that has Jesus calling this woman a dog. Jesus, the same Jesus who's welcomed outcasts and sinners, who's looked with compassion on crowd after crowd, this Jesus who has healed and fed and taught, this Jesus offers this woman nothing but silence and then insults at first. Prejudice. It can creep up when we least expect it. We understand this kind of prejudice, the kind that has black people followed in stores, the kind that inspires shouts about bathrooms. It's never been about bathrooms. The hate and prejudice of people shouting that brown-skinned people coming across the border are criminals. We understand unchecked bias and ignorance. Listen and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles. What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. When Jesus meets this persistent woman, his heart speaks through his mouth, and his prejudice is out in the open. I came for the sheep of Israel, not for the dog. Out in the open, uncovered, it can be changed. Jesus can be changed, and he is. The Canaanite woman only, let's stop calling her that. This woman, this brave mother, is undaunted. The life of her daughter is at stake. 
So she picks up Jesus's words of insult and throws them right back at him. Yes, Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the table. When Jesus hears this, he says, woman, great is your faith. But she simply spoke the truth. The children have been fed. Just before today's scripture story, we find the story of the feeding of the 5,000, 5,000 men, even more with women and children. The children have been fed. 5,000 with five loaves. Five evokes Moses, the five books of Moses, the Pentateuch. And with 12 baskets of leftovers, 12 baskets for the 12 tribes of Israel. Surely the feeding doesn't stop there. Surely this woman says, surely there's enough for me and my daughter, enough for everyone. And Jesus, this woman, finds an opportunity for her daughter to be healed. And in this woman, Jesus finds an opportunity to be healed of his own prejudice, his own racist attitudes, arrogance, and cruelty. Jesus was converted that day to a larger vision of the realm of God. Jesus saw and heard a fuller revelation of God in the voice and the face of this brave woman. Jesus' transformation is made all the more obvious in just a few verses in Matthew with another feeding story. We read, Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for the crowd because they've been with me now for three days and they have nothing to eat and I don't want to send them away for they might faint on their way. And the disciples said to him, where are we gonna get enough bread in the desert to feed so great a crowd? Jesus asked them, how many loaves have you? And they said, seven, seven loaves and a few small fish. Then ordering the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish and after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds and all of them ate and were filled and they took up the broken pieces left over seven baskets full. Those who had eaten were 4,000 men besides women and children. This story comes right after Jesus's encounter with this brave, persistent, bold woman. It's almost identical to the previous feeding story. I'm sure you notice the difference, it's in the math. Now we have seven loaves of bread and a few fish, 4,000 not counting women and children. And when they've eaten their fill, there are seven baskets of leftovers. The number four suggests the four corners of the earth. It is symbolically a global number. Seven in biblical times was the number of wholeness, completeness, a number encompassing the nations. It evokes the seven days of creation in which God created all humanity, all the world. 
Our gospel writer has surrounded the story of Jesus and this persistent woman with feeding stories. One with 12 baskets of leftovers, 12 for the 12 tribes of Israel, and the other, the other after Jesus's prejudices are exposed and turned to inclusion, the other with seven baskets of leftovers, seven for all the nations. A loud, persistent, capable woman convinces Jesus that she and her daughter deserve to be welcomed to the table, deserve to be fed. And after this encounter, Jesus went on to feed those who had not yet been fed, expanding his compassion and his welcome. Listen and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles. What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. People's hearts are speaking, speaking in the legislature, on city streets, radio stations and press briefings, on social media, we're hearing fear and hate pour from mouths and cell phones and school board meetings. This courageous woman bravely challenges the prejudices pouring from Jesus' mouth, from his heart. She confronts him with his own hypocrisy, much as Jesus has done for the religious leaders over and over. It seems to me that the real miracle in these stories may just be that Jesus listens. Jesus sees his prejudice and his exclusion, his unchecked bias, and in seeing these things, he changes. We don't know. But I imagine that this is not the only time Jesus must face his prejudice and choose to listen and learn, choose to change. I do know that my own efforts to see my own bias and prejudice and in seeing change, I do know that these efforts are ongoing and day by day. Jesus's transformation from exclusion to welcome, however many experiences it may have taken, is illuminated in the ending of the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus tells the disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of God, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Go into all the world, all the nations, all and every. The wounds of injustice are deep and real, and we cannot pretend that slavery did not happen or that somehow it was beneficial to the enslaved. We cannot pretend that LGBTQ plus people have not been shamed and murdered and abused. We cannot pretend that freedom and equality reign in our country and our world. 
This is not simple. But Jesus points us to the heart. It's from the heart that the mouth speaks. Jesus listens and has a change of heart, and so can we. Jesus listens. He does not continue to ignore. He does not simply go the apathetic pole of the status quo. He listens and is changed. James Baldwin wrote, Not everything that's faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. This bold, brave, persistent woman helps Jesus face his prejudice, his limited understanding, and he changes. My friends, we are surrounded by those shouting after us, demanding that we expand our vision, our welcome. And where there are no voices calling for change and compassion, we must be the ones inspired like this woman who take up the call. It's from the heart that the mouth speaks. May our hearts speak justice, compassion, and peace. May our hearts speak welcome and love. Amen.